am CJ Hernandez, joined by my sister. Janina Hernandez. And we are talking about scary movies that we recently watched. And I told you to watch the Poughkeepsie tapes. And what did you think about it? Um, Poughkeepsie tapes. Yeah. Okay. There was a lot of hype, I felt. And as I researched more about it, it took, like, almost 10 years to get on a streaming service. And I guess all the horror fanboys were, like, wanting to see this movie super, super bad. And then I watched it, and I didn't really like it. And it wasn't because I thought it was gory. But I want to know your take first before I give my hot, infamous hot take on it. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to like it because you like true crime stuff, and like that's all you would ever watch growing up. <laughs> yeah. So like you'd always be watching like Forensic Files and next 48 hours and yeah first 48 first 48 <laughs> not the next 48 <laughs> they're already gone <laughs> well i mean starting from when the murder occurred it'd be the next 48 hours that's true so yeah um well i think because i've watched so many true crime documentaries and true crime shows that it felt very cheesy i think also because it came out in 2007 it was still a little bit cheesy from 2007 um but we can do a summary of the poughkeepsie tapes in case anybody hasn't seen it okay so you want to do the summary or should i do the summary you can do it because you're the one who really wanted us to watch me to watch it i did (laughs) so the poughkeepsie tapes is a mockumentary about a serial killer that goes on a rampage and what he decides to do is have authorities discover his collection of tapes that he made and most of them involve a victim and it kind of becomes a little bit of a twist from there but so that's just the gist of it it's just how elusive this serial killer is and how smart he is and and a ted bundy cameo (laughs) yes ted bundy came back to life after being fried just to star in a cameo in this movie. <laughs> no, but he did. They did have a Ted Bundy uh, actor, like dramatization guy, come in and like pretend to be Ted Bundy who helped the FBI, which I was like, what? No, he wouldn't. Um, no, he did. I thought Ted Bundy actually did help the FBI. You know what? Maybe he did. I don't know. Well, in the Ted Bundy movie, he was like, right before he was die- going to die, he was like, oh, I can help capture other serial killers and. I think he was just trying to, like, extend his time on Earth. No, I mean, he really was. And then, of course, Ted Bundy was like, oh, I think what they did is they took that interview where he said that porn makes serial killers and then kind of took it from there. And they took some liberties. Okay. So my hot take on Poughkeepsie Tapes, it was, I didn't know, one, what this movie was about. So I went in completely blind. Um, And so it's like the first, like, few minutes were pretty good i felt like i was like oh crap i had that moment of like is this real or not like you know how every good fake documentary kind of tricks you a little bit in the beginning so i had that and i even googled poughkeepsie tapes real and apparently there's so many articles because nobody could differentiate it which makes it hard to watch later because you're like come on guys obviously a documentary would not show you snuff film (laughs) like you're not gonna see people get murdered IRL, so that was kind of funny. But um, 
it had some like really creepy moments so it wasn't all bad but a lot of the beginning part where they're kind of like building up the hype that he had like these tapes like when the man lays all the tapes the fbi guy lays all the tapes out and he's like these are the tapes that have murders these are all the tapes that have his victim cheryl and it's just like a long table of tapes that was really like what is happening oh my god like what did this poor woman go through um some other kind of good creepy parts like when he kidnaps her because you know i've definitely had that moment in the shower when you're at home alone where you're like what's that noise like what did i hear is somebody here to kill me but um there was that and then i think the kind of there's a few parts that were kind of creepy like when he has the little girls in to buy Girl Scout cookies from him. And you can see he's kind of laying a trap, but then the little girls get away. And it was just like that tension of like what he doesn't do to them. That is really good. Because you know this guy's like going to... He kills everybody. Um, and then what I also thought was a really kind of creepy, scary part was when he picks up the lady... Um, and she's like, thank you, officer. And he's like, why do you think I'm an officer? And then you just see her realize, like, she got into the wrong car. So those were really scary. Totally from Ted Bundy. Totally. Yeah, probably Ted Bundy. Yeah, they're probably... Ted Bundy inspired, I guess. Yes. So. But what was, like... Now here's, like, where it loses it for me. Was... I, I was telling my brother, like, I feel like this person... What is the West... The water... Yeah, something. Watergate <laughs> butcher? <laughs> something, yeah. Something like that. Um, but that he, he's like, I said, a Mary Sue, right? So he, like, is the ultimate, like, criminal mastermind. And because I think I've seen so many true crime documentaries and a lot of true crime stuff and read a lot of true crime books, they make mistakes. They're human. This guy is no different than anybody. There's no way he could, like, be so different that he has so many FBI profilers pegging him as like he's a black man now he's a woman it's like what like get out of here that's because he changed his MO remember yes but I just felt like he I don't know I don't know they really changed the MO because they were saying like all the prostitutes got like their faces slashed and then I, I just felt like it was a little funny that they were like now he's like the super villain and then at the end when they're just like of course he'd be watching this movie. And then it, I just felt like it was a Simpsons moment where, like, he could be in this room right now. And then, like, they just stared at you in the camera to, like, make you be worried that you're in the theater with the Poughkeepsie Tapes guy. <laughs> so, yeah, that part was not... I was like, come on, guys. But all the stuff with Cheryl, the victim stuff, was really, really scary. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that it wasn't scary. I just think there was enough in there that took me out of it to not make me super scared. Yes. Well, I fell asleep the first time I watched this because my girlfriend gave it to me for my birthday on Blu-ray. <laughs> and I was, like, tired from going to Dave and & Buster's and watching other movies and eating a lot of food. So when we put it on, I kind of fell asleep midway. And then I rewatched it and I got creeped out because I'm not used to true crime stuff like you. Yeah. <laughs> That's used- so funny. Right. So I was just like, oh, got a double, triple, lock the door. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think when he's in that in the house walking around, it's a little scary. But then also I think about it from the other end. I'm like, this dude has the camera. Like, 
come on. Well, I think it's pretty crazy. I'm not sure you noticed this. Is like as he progresses as a killer, like the video footage becomes a lot more clearer and more, I guess, like consistent. Like oh, the clarity is. Yeah. So like the first time he kills like a little kid, like it's just like. Rawr, rawr. Yeah, it's very like distorted. Yeah. So I think that's what they were trying to like imply that he was like really getting into his own and hitting a stride. Yeah. What was like creepy about that? I don't not I don't nobody should be down for child murders, but like that that hit me. I didn't like that. Yeah. But I thought it was good in like being a setup for like this person is truly evil. Mm-hmm. But what was really weird was that girl jumping on that balloon. Oh yeah. He's like pop the balloon. It was like really weird. That was also weird. It's well, almost that weird things you don't see. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that goes back to like Ted Bundy, like pretty much saying like sexual deviants are more likely to be serial killers, or serial killers are more likely to be sexual deviants. Yeah. Like John Wayne Gacy was just into boys, and yeah. So. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, I you know reading a lot about you know Fred and. Rose West. Oh, yeah. Those gross people. That was the most disgusting thing I'd ever read in my life. Um, It was... And even just hearing about it. um, And I even watched, like, a little, like, documentary about that. And it was gross. I couldn't watch it very much. So I think that's, like, in a way... And it's sad to say, like, desensitizes you to... When you watch, like, a mockumentary like this. Um, But also, in a weird way, it's like, no, but you know... kind of true like that these things are happening or have happened in history so it had some like really scary moments but i think thankfully they didn't they had some parts in there that threw you off like 9-11 cover-up oh. thing <laughs> well it wasn't a cover-up it's just that a major turning point in the killer's like history or lore like got pretty much just like super like thrown up to the back burner because of 9-11 so. yeah I know, but it just, I did watch that, and I was like, what? Um, what happened? <laughs> but it was really... I, I liked it. There was some good overacting in that, so I'm down for some good overacting. There was, yeah. like... <laughs> it was good. Needed. It was needed to be a little hammed up so that you didn't really, like, get sad that you were watching a real grieving parents. There's plenty of those, sadly, in the world. Yes. Yeah. So, Poughkeepsie Tapes, I don't know. If I could give it a... Out of five stars... Out of five Poughkeepsies. <laughs> what is a Poughkeepsie anyway? A Poughkeepsie, I don't know. <laughs> it's the star. I don't know. Um, they could have named this like something easier. I like, know. Why they go with Poughkeepsie? You can't. It's hard to spell. That's probably why they were like shelving it yeah, for like they, ten plus years. Yeah, there wasn't enough uh, SEO around it. I don't know. Um, yeah, Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie. But I would give it a a two and a half. That's actually fair. Yeah. <laughs> really fair. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right in the middle. <laughs> two and a half. Because um, it has some scary moments. I definitely think if you're not uh, accustomed to true crime or horror, um, why are you listening to the podcast? I'm just kidding. But I think if you're not accustomed to those kinds of things, you will probably really be disturbed by this movie. But maybe it just caught me on a day where I was not well, you're hard to disturb because I remember you used to watch like Optops, the HBO Autopsies things. Okay. <laughs> at home. I think it was like 11. Yes. <laughs> I was like, why? And I would get all over like, why are you watching this? You know, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I've blocked it out. But yeah, I am pretty hard to, to 
to scare off on those things. Yes. You even have a, what is it, Encyclopedia of Serial Killers? I have an Encyclopedia of Serial Killers, and I have two books that are, like, couples who kill, because I don't know why. <laughs> and then I have one that's just about um, other, like, infamous murders. So I do tend to dabble in that, and then have many murder podcasts and then I, and then i love animals and like other things so well, you can love animals and, and cooking so it's not all well murders. it's like because like horror people are like oh man we like it when like people get cut up and killed but when it comes to animals it's like no way don't holy. touch the animals don't touch the animals yeah for sure so no animals are killed in this i, don't I was watching what we do in shadows the show the fx show and then they had the werewolf jump off the building and i was like <laughs> oh no that werewolf and I and he whimpered and I got sad and I was like I just watched Poughkeepsie tapes and I didn't but feel that are you way. you thinking about your dog Leo? Yes and I just <laughs> I don't the dog a dog whimper makes me sad like it makes me Aww. really sad so yeah I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like that Hard, part yeah. like choose your weapon it's all <laughs> it's a bone <laughs> and he just throws it. <laughs> yeah recommend that show. Okay so that was my my hot take on Poughkeepsie tapes. That was tapes. so hot though that was pretty fair. You're, fair take. That was a fair yeah. It was a lukewarm take. Honestly I really like Poughkeepsie tapes because I am so into like found footage movies and mockumentaries and um but I like actually everything but the snuff portions of the movie because it's just like oh man like they could have showed like a still from a snuff film that this guy made and that would have been more like hard to look at because it's just like a moment and you're just like imagining what could have happened but instead they show you what happens and it's like either nails it or doesn't so yeah that's a really good point like what it was more impactful the things they didn't show you like when um he's uh kidnapping cheryl and then you just the camera falls and you just see the shadow and he's hitting her mm-hmm. and she knocks out. That like is way more scary than like him up close killing somebody, which you do see in, in the movie. Um, that to me, I was like, what's he doing with that lady? And then this guy's so brutal. I'm like, that's how you do it. Um, you just cut off a head a minute ago. That's how you're gonna kill this lady. So yeah, mixed mixed bag for me. Mm-hmm. But thank you for. I mean. Thank you for telling me about it because I think it's like always interesting to see movies that have been like hyped, hype, hype, and then like when they come out, it's like it's almost does them an injustice to have the hype. Um, so well, I, I'm yeah. happy I came in without knowing all the hype because yeah. then I think I would have been I would have been too scared to watch it. Well, that's the thing about like horror movies. It's like if you say you're gonna make this movie and then you hide it from the public for like a long time, like it's just like people's imagination goes like oh my gosh, like, what's on there? Is like, is it going to do, they're going to do that? Yeah, I think if they had not shown so much of the movie, it would have been more scary. And then it's like, that's where it fails. For me, the scarier parts are like when he's kidnapping, you know, Cheryl and his camera drops and you just kind of see him hitting her. And then she kind of like goes limp. It's that stuff that was more impactful because you don't see it than... When he, like, close-up kills somebody, you're kind of like, that's how you killed that person? Like, you did all this brutal stuff earlier that we saw, and that and you just do it with, like, two finger thingies in the neck? Like, that's not very scary. Um, so, yeah, it, was, it just kind of fell flat for me. But in a good way, because then I won't be scared tonight. 
<laughs> but you're still gonna watch true crime shows, I'm sure. Yes, but. I will definitely like put on a Dateline. Oh god, Datelines are the worst. Datelines you... are the best. No, they're not. It's always the spouse that kills. I know. It's always the spouse that kills. That's pretty much the Dateline theme song. It's always the spouse. Uh, I do like Dateline. I'm not gonna. But ever then what, give it up. Is, what does Dateline try to be like? Was there a secret hatred between them? It's like yes, yes, there was. Why I'm, that's why I'm watching this. Tell me. Yeah, please give me the juice. Um, and then I can feel bad about liking it. But anyway. So yeah, mixed bag for Poughkeepsie tapes. Yes. Well, I'm glad you watched it. And uh, I kind of know what your standards are now when it comes to, like, true crime-inspired horror. Yeah. There was a... It was the house that Jack built. I never saw that. I haven't seen it. That, to me, I think is probably Poughkeepsie tapes of now. It's probably it's I think it's like really supposed to be super super scary um and almost too real and so I don't know that I want to go there. I get you. But maybe I don't know. Maybe I can be persuaded. If anybody's seen it, <laughs> let us know. If anybody wants to give us the what 5 bucks to rent it on Amazon or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm almost afraid too of what my Amazon history will start to look like when as we do this podcast. Well, remember when I first moved in with you? Like you were like, "Oh, I have Netflix, I have this," and I was like, as soon as like one week living with you, it's all like, "Dev, dev, dev, har, har, har." Yeah, I mean, you screwed up my Netflix algorithm. <laughs> it was like recommended for you, like I don't know something terrible. Demon but, slaughter. Yeah, demon slaughter eight, and I'm like, what? There were seven other demon slaughters, and CJ watched them all. Um, <laughs> There's no real such thing as a demon slot. No. Just to give you a hint of how much I yeah. mess with your Netflix. <laughs> it was like, Love Actually, Forensic Files, Demon Slaughter. Um, but then I made you your own like profile, and I was like, you can make this one junky with all the like <laughs> scary stuff. I still like keep my Queer Eye in the same spot. This was before Queer Eye, but whatever. Okay. All so, right. Poughkeepsie Tape. Lukewarm take on that. Yes. On a movie that took forever to come out. Yeah. Don't believe the hype. Yes. Unless but watch it. Unless it's like Cannibal Holocaust, which was worth the hype, and I kind of regret ever watching that movie because it was so messed up. Yeah, I don't ever want to see that. Did, ever. Wait, did, didn't I show they, you that? Well, they do real animals. Yeah, no, they do. I don't want to see that. And the guy that made that movie went to trial because they thought he literally killed the cast. Oh. Yeah. It's no. That, it's that movie where, you know, the girl's on the spike. Yeah, I know. I know, because <laughs> you had the shirt. You would wear the shirt with the girl in the spike, and then, like, we'd be at, like, the store. And I'm like, I don't want to walk in with you on that shirt. <laughs> People are going to be scared of us. I'm not I'm not in this girls on spikes. Yes. When you're in your <laughs> 20s, like, scaring people with your shirts is, like, the cool thing to do because you're rad and... All that, but then when you get to your 30s, you're like, I kind of don't want to scare everybody off because then it's, like, nice when people actually talk to you and, like, don't feel like you're going to murder them. Yeah. No scary shirts in your 30s. Yes. Cool. All right. Well, I saw Ready or Not. (laughs) And? I liked it. You better have. Yeah, and it wasn't just because of being married. (laughs) I liked it because... I think it did a really good job of ramping up to a really fun ending. And so um, I can take the the lead on a summary for that. But 
pretty much it all happens within a 24-hour span, which is like the longest day ever, which is your wedding day. It is the longest day of your life. And that's how you felt about your wedding. It's a long day. I was we were I was up quick sidebar. I was up at five in the morning to get hair and makeup done. And then Joseph and I at the end of the wedding day, like we got back to the hotel and we just sat outside on the balcony and we talked about how was your part of the day? How was my part of the day? And we were up till four in the morning. I was up 23 hours. It was a really long day. Um, And so I feel like that was kind of funny because yeah, truly like Grace is trying to have the longest day of her life because it might be the last day of her life. That's what they should have called it. That should have been the marketing tagline. But anyway, um, so ready or not, it is about a woman who is getting married. Her name is Grace, and she is marrying a guy named Alex. I had to look that up. And so he's in this really eccentric, rich family, and they're very big on tradition, as rich people are. And so they have to get married at the estate, and then at midnight on their wedding night, they have to play a game. And so the game, as this uh, the matri- not matriarch patriarch of the family explains, like their wealth was very um, lucky because they they made a deal with some crazy merchant marine sea person, and they were able to like unlock all the potential of like games and luck, and so they play this game to kind of honor this the way that they receive their money, and whatever card like the card that comes out of this like box is the game that you have to play so it could be something like old maid it could be chess which are the other two people who married in the family that's the game they had to play but if it's this if it's hide and seek that means it's a ritual sacrifice and so unfortunately for grace she gets the hide and seek card and she doesn't really know what's happening. Her fiancé, now husband, had not prepped her at all because he just assumed it wasn't going to happen. And so she's hiding, and she starts to realize after they kill a maid on accident that, that she's playing for her life. So then it kind of ramps up. It's super fun. And I really... Oh. I don't know what that noise was. Um, and I really liked that it had a long like drawn out like she's a she is running for her life and then it takes a turn where she just is like now fighting for her life so i think that's really logical like i don't know that it would have been like a switch that turns off that's like now i'm gonna murder these rich people like i think your number one instinct would be like get the heck off of this estate and like run for your life so from that i really liked it and um the ending is awesome yes it is i really liked it it was so fun and campy. It was a very satisfying ending. Like, because I was just like, "Oh, when does someone get like really gruesomely murdered?" Like, that wasn't a maid, right? I mean, that was like a fun, like running joke. You know, it's like, "Oh, you killed the maid. Oh, you killed this maid." Yeah, that maid that was ratting her out deserved it. Though, <laughs> she died so dumb. She was like in the dumb, literally in the dumb waiter, and she got crushed. That was kind of funny. <laughs> right. So, for me, I think. Um, fun fact i have a fun fact about this movie that the costume designer made 17 versions of the wedding dress for her to wear throughout the movie to show like her progression of how the night is going but then also to reflect how grace was like be impacted by the night so obviously she starts out like super pristine white gorgeous dress and then 
running for her life, tears off her dress at the bottom to like be like fleeing from what's happening and then a little bit of blood on it and then like dirty and salt like gross gritty when she falls into like that goat pit and then when she's like at the very end just covered in blood like this family's blood is all over her (laughs) so that was just like really interesting to know that they had so many versions of that dress yes and like the goat pit and that goat shed was like Pretty clear indication on, like, where this family got its wealth from. So Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have, like, a couple of thoughts. So I think it's, like, so... It's full of, like, interpretive commentary. Like, you can put a lot of things on this movie. Um, but I, it kind of just ultimately boils down. And I'm not trying to sound like Bernie Sanders or anything like that. But it's, like, rich people will always stick to their own. And they're always going to want to stay rich. And they'll do, like, all the devious deeds to stay that way. And Grace is, like, this orphan, and she just had nothing. And so she was just, like, this pure little lamb coming into that family that was just ripe for the slaughter. But then um, one of the the wives, the new, like, the woman who married in, um, she was saying, like, you think I want to give this up? Like, I, I didn't grow up rich. I don't want to ever give it up. And I'm like, yeah, like, it's such a commentary. Like, they're going to kill everybody before they let, let go of their wealth. So, obviously... Obviously, they were leaning towards that. Um, but the other thing was kind of funny. I love that it was like a dark comedy and had like or dark horror comedy, and it was more suspenseful than gory, except yes. the ending. Well, I like the part where the guy is literally just like looking up a YouTube video on how to use a crossbow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that isn't real life right there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I tried to do a lot of how to how to use it this. <laughs> Never a crossbow, though. <laughs> we need to get you a crossbow, then. Yeah, I need to, I need to get my crossbow action. Um, okay, so what did you think about it? I was watching a YouTuber talk about this movie just because I wanted to, like, refresh my memory on it. Um, and he was saying the movie You're Next was better. I like You're Next because it's a little bit more, like, to the point where the fighting back happens and... Ready or not, it's kind of just like you said, like it's like a ramp up. It's kind of like, you know, when you're like going on a roller coaster, like it's like, and then it's like, whoa. Yeah, you get like, we're on the ride. Like, yeah. whoa. Uh, your next is just more like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like a roller coaster that just like goes like, vroom. Yeah, it's like it just goes, it just starts fast yeah. and never ends. I've never seen your next. I know. I was going to try to watch it before, but then I, I was like, I really wanted to watch Poughkeepsie Aww. Tapes. Um, well, I need to lend you these movies then. Yeah, lend me your next. I yes. really wanted to see it and kind of get it. The YouTuber I watched, um, they're like The Ending Explained is the, oh, okay. is the name. Um, and he was just kind of, his counterpoint, I'd love to know if you agree, was that this movie, the marketing gave away everything in the trailers. Uh, ready or not? Yeah. So you felt like you didn't get anything new from watching it. I think you did because they didn't give that whole like aspect about you know the devil and everything. Yeah, I know like, there was still something there. Yeah. So I wouldn't say the trailer gave pretty much. I think like the red band trailer, which shows a little bit more gore, is uh-huh. obviously going to show something. But I didn't really spoil the movie too much for me because. The pacing was done in a way that, you know, you can't really explain in the trailer. Yeah. So. That's true. And his other thing was that, like, 
it, he felt like it was false advertisement that uh, Grace has that cool. This is probably, I really wanted that to be my Halloween costume. <laughs> oh, she has like the ammo. Yeah, the ammo on her. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then the, it was just like kind of um, a rug pull because they never, like, it was blanks. Like, she, she never fought back. You can't talk about that being false advertising when, like, the Avengers movie had a fat door and they didn't show him in the trailer. <laughs> they showed him all in shape and. Yeah. So. I don't know who. This is the second that time you is. bring up Fat Thor. <laughs> I think Fat Thor is. <laughs> he's a very. He's going to be like a cornerstone moment in like movies because like it was okay to have like a male character be depressed and like lose his like physique. You know that doesn't happen in superhero movies. Batman doesn't do that. That's true. So yeah. That's a good point. We'll come it's back very, to that. It's a very positive male. <laughs> Things. You were pro Fat Thor. I love it. So I mean, many people were anti Fat Thor. Well, how are you going to be anti Fat Thor? He's still Thor. He's still the god of thunder. Well, they were anti Fat Thor because they thought Thor. They were making fun of fat people. No, I agree with. It's not. It was like a commentary on like truly what happens when you're depressed. Yes, like, I mean, I trust yeah. me, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I drank myself fat. Yeah, and that was like I thought it was so good that they did that i'm pro fat thor i'm pro fat thor too well maybe we just shouldn't call him fat thor <laughs> maybe that's not very nice no. i'm pro thick thor thick, okay yeah hashtag thick thor with <laughs> <laughs> oh, the two c's yes <laughs> <laughs> thick thor summer thick thor summer <laughs> i love it i love it so much okay sorry sidebar there um yes so let's talk about that twist oh the twist? The, now the Fat Thor twist. <laughs> the, the twist on, on um, Ready, Ready or, or not. not. Yeah. Oh, man. Because it had you hanging. So, spoiler alert now. When uh, Grace somehow manages to get away for, like, the third time. Um, and it's all good. It makes sense how she gets away. She gets away. And then... Okay, and then the sun comes up. And you're waiting for something to happen. And this whole time... It's kind of been in the back of your head, like, is the curse real? Or are these people just maiming and killing for no reason because they have superstitions? And it lingers there. And then the that old mean lady blows up. And you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be so good. <laughs> I was really happy when I saw it because I was like, there's the twist. There's that blood. She just exploded <laughs> everywhere. Oh, did I tell you there was a twist at the end? You did tell me. But you didn't spoil it. Yes. But you told me that the twist was there. And I love, like, those little... I'm going to sound like I'm pro-child murder. I'm not pro-child murder in any way, shape, or form. But those little brat kids that, like, shot her. The little kids. They, I mean, they blow up off screen. But, like, I was like... Oh, those evil kids. The whole family is evil. They deserve to blow up. It's like nothing but evil coming out of here. Well, I think it was like kind of cool that they did the twist where in the beginning they show, I think it was uh, Daniel mm-hmm. kind of sells out the guy that was like being hunted at the beginning. And then Alex is the one that sells out and then Daniel gets killed. So like it's like a redemption yeah. kind of thing it is it's a redemption for him and you probably know he drinks a lot because he's just had that guilt his whole life oh yeah of like i helped a, a man get murdered like mm-hmm. i'm in this evil family i don't want to be evil i'm yeah. just gonna drink drink it away um and then alex who like i and they were hyping that kid up 
so much that he's like, he's the one, he's the one. And it's like, you knew he was just going to turn on her. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, that's what families, it's all about the family. Yeah. Evil satanic family. All about the evil satanic family. Yes, so. But I had a good time. I loved the twist. I loved the blowing up. And then the Mr. LaBale, I think is the name. Mr. LaBale, the devil? Yes. We don't know? Yes? He was a demon because he appeared out of nowhere and then gave a definitely, yeah. He's like, thank you for killing everybody. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he comes out and, or like he, he, Alex had seen him when he was a kid. And so that's like how they know he's the one. Um, but yeah, it's full of cheesy, good, like fun to hate on obscenely rich people who are evil. And yes. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> I'm so down for that. Let's do it. Yeah. If we can't kill them in real life. We can at least enjoy movies where they get killed. We don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> no you killing. That's what I mean. Yes. <laughs> Just. Just like that fantasy of taking down rich people. The fantasy of fighting the power. Yes, that's why uh, I guess I'll talk about the Purge TV series. It's on Hulu, and I'm just going to get into it. It sucks. Get into it. It sucks. It sucks. Why? You can't make a Purge movie be 10 episodes long. So is it just the Purge just dragged out over 10 episodes? It really is. It's Purge Night dragged out on 10 episodes. That's like, you know, that's like eating a whole pack of Oreos yeah. in one night. It really is. <laughs> like, the Purge movies are like three Oreos. Like, it's enough. You get your taste for it. You're mm-hmm. satisfied. Yeah. A Purge show yeah. for ten episodes? Yes. That's too many Oreos. I don't want that. they try to, like, put, like, all these, like, subplots and plots. And I was just like, no, don't do that. So did you binge watch it all? Well, I binge watched like four episodes, and then I realized it wasn't gonna get any better as it progressed. So I just like skipped to the last episode and watched it. And I was like, um, yeah, I was correct. It did not satisfy. Did not have a. So you're you're an you're saying pass on the purge. Pass on the purge TV series, but watch the movies, like at least two I... to four. <laughs> How many purges are there? There's four purge movies. I've only seen two. Yeah, the last one is called the first purge, which is ironic. i love when movies do a prequel sequel switcheroo um it's like we got nothing else why not go back let's start at the beginning again (laughs) like what (laughs) um that movie final destination did that that was the best yes it really i didn't know it was a prequel i know because they didn't market it as that and it was so good when they're on that flight to paris and you think oh they're gonna make it and then you see him the guy get up like it's gonna blow up that was so good oh yeah that was i was like oh my god this is awesome <laughs> that to me is probably i love final destination you love final destination it's my fave they're gonna make a remake and i'm very scared a i don't remake. want make yeah why don't they just make another one no <laughs> like, a reboot i guess it doesn't need a reboot i i agree i'm with it's, i'm with you it, that's there's only five sequels in that whole series you have to go to at least like seven to do a reboot yeah well they're bringing it back again i want to watch that when it comes out and then feel feel the age because <laughs> <laughs> because it's not a 90s uh final destination it's a 20 whatever final destination yes but yeah it's coming back out but that wasn't a great i didn't know it was a prequel I'm very into food right now. I'm thinking, like, I didn't know it was butter. Like, I didn't know it was a prequel. <laughs> but, yeah. So, no purge for you. 
Well, not the TV series. Okay. Not the only thing I did like about the Purge TV series is like there was a death cult of people that wanted to get purged <gasps> to make the world a better place. So were they just lingering outside? Like No, they were like in a bus. <laughs> Kill us. Yeah, literally. They'd get dropped off to a location and then they would get killed. And I was like, okay, like this is cool. Like, why don't they just do a whole series about this like bus? Oh, I would hate that. Why? Because you're on a bus with these people and you're going to get, you're going to like them and then you're all going to know they're going to die. No, but that's the thing is like, because like they were doing a thing where it's like people started to like really doubt of what they were doing was worth it. And then one character was like chosen to go get killed and then she's just like fighting it off because she's like, I made a mistake. I don't want to do it. And like, of course, being in a death cult, there's no turning back. So (laughs) (laughs) can't turn back from a death cult. That's. Words of wisdom right, right. there. Yes, so don't join a death cult unless you're giving yep. it a hundred percent commitment. <laughs> you can't back out of a death cult. You can't That's like back in the out of a death cult. That's the rule. That's the. You either die or you're not in the cult. But because you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> the only <laughs> way out is you're death. Die. Yes. <laughs> That's actually really interesting. Yeah, it was interesting, and then they stopped it. Because she was the last one. Well, no, because, like, then all of a sudden it's all like, oh, let's make the story go this way and forget about these people. Oh, does the bus driver have to die? No. It was just, like, the people in the bus. I know, but, like, imagine being that bus driver. Well, I'm pretty sure that bus driver was all for it. But, of course, it's a cult, you know. I would want to be the bus driver in the death cult because then I don't have to die at the end. Yes, but that's the thing about leaders in death cults is they don't have to do anything everybody else does. That's true. Yes. Leader and bus driver. Yes. Death cult master. Yes. So, all right. Well, I wasn't going to watch that. I don't know. I, I didn't even know it existed. Well, it does exist. When did it start to come out? I don't know. I think it came out, like, when the last Purge movie came out. Oh, okay. And then I kind of forgot about it, and then it showed up on Hulu, and I was like, oh, let me check it out. Maybe it'll be good, and it wasn't good. No, no bueno. No bueno. You can't have a Purge anything that long <laughs> yeah i didn't watch the one about the election one is that the first purge mm, no no that's election year purge election year that was a little too on the nose i know wasn't down for that and then the first purge i mean i i don't know it didn't look like there was much there for me that no. i would be interested in no i think the best purge movie is the second one anarchy because that's when the rich people get killed that was a good one yes that was so. a good one. I did like the original Purge just because I just, the very end, I love absurdity. And so when it's like, nobody's got, like, we're not going to kill each other. It's almost dawn. And mm-hmm. like, just like when she loses her shit. <laughs> 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 Nobody, no one else dies. Um, that was like really funny. Like laugh in the face of the darkest moment. <laughs> like it was so good. <laughs> right. I think Lena Headey was the, in there. That Ooh. was Lena Headey. Who's that? You didn't watch Game of Thrones, Cersei. Oh, no. I don't care about Game of Thrones. I know. Nobody does now because the last season was nothing great. But whatever. And now everybody who was, like, making fun of Game of Thrones can laugh at everybody who was into it. Well, that's what you get for, like, being committed to a season that decided to take a whole year off. And then just, like, pretend it had momentum going in. Yeah, that was a not worth the hype moment. Not worth the hype. Like, Poughkeepsie tapes. (laughs) Yeah. season, what was it? Five. Oh, how many episodes were like only eight, right? Seven. Gosh, you guys got really screwed. They were like long ones, though. Oh, 
I don't like know. an hour and a half. <laughs> I think they were just like, let's Whatever. finish this shit. We're done. The the uh, Game of Thrones. We're not even supposed to be talking about that. But like, well, we can. We can. But Game of Thrones. It really should have just ended after the Battle of Winterfell. Like, that's it. Everyone's done now. <laughs> like, we're good. It should not have gone past that. That was like the last um, bit of glory. Was that like when Lord of the Rings kept like having different endings? Yes. So it's like, oh, you gotta this go was pee. like, yeah, like I don't care that Sam got married. Yes. <laughs> I don't need to know that. Like, oh, now they're on hawks. Okay, cool. Now he's on a boat. Like, now he got crowned. I don't. How many endings do we need? I remember people telling me like, oh, you can catch up on Game of Thrones because they're taking a year off. I was like, I don't want to take time to watch something that's taking a year off. Like. What happened that they took a year off? Because, well, they needed all the the visual effects. It took yeah. so long to make... Because there's dragons in it and zombie hordes of White Walkers. Oh, my gosh. It's a lot of... That's a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, I'll defend them on that. That's a lot of work. But a whole year, like... So they filmed it, and then they were just like... Or what do they do? CGI. <laughs> yeah, but how are you filming it and then <laughs> taking a year off? Just for the visual effects. No, they didn't take a year off to film it. They filmed within the year. They filmed it, edited it, did oh, visual effects. Oh, so it took a year for them to put it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Who told you it took a year off from filming? Well, it took a year off from being out there for people to watch. They made like seven movies in one year. It's pretty much what that turned out to be. Because all of the episodes were so long and like there was just so much to it. Uh, see, that's why I don't watch TV series. Because I just want everything done in three hours or less. Uh, so, that's why you like your DVDs and your horror movies. Yes. Because it's all contained. Yes. Just give me act one, two, and three in 90 minutes and we're good. Yeah. So, speaking of like an act one and an act two. Did you see... I can't remember. You have not seen the new It. No. No, like not It too, but It... The oh, new no, it? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen... Because you don't like Stephen King. I don't like Stephen King. Okay. Well, I don't like his movie adaptations because they're so cheesy. But the, the first it's not. It's not cheesy? It's not It's not cheesy. It's not, not cheesy? No, no, no. Okay. I, I hesitated there because there's humor in it. Yeah. But it's like, has some good scares. So, I really want to see it too. That needs to... <laughs> if I'm not, I'll probably watch in the next two, three days. I'll probably watch it too since it's like the climax and it's like, well, I'm pretty sure I'll get caught up on like what happened in the first one. That's true. You probably yeah. could. Um, I started watching What We Do in Shadows, the FX show. Oh, okay. So that's like a TV series I'll watch because it's actually comedic. It's like, funny. Yes. I can watch like sitcom-ish shows. Yeah. But when it's like dramatic shows, I'm like... Uh, what well, get on with it <laughs> yeah that one's funny um and it's got that like horror comedy there are some parts that like are really funny um in the movie what we do in shadows and then there's a the part where they like are trying to eat the guy and it's really scary because it's like the crazy music and the camera and they're following the guys like flying and they're all catching him and that was really scary. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is like really scary. Like, you're laughing because they're vampires. You're like, no, they're like eating people. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing. You forget. Right. Um, 
But the makeup in the pilot for what we do in Shadows, the the like main vampire guy comes out and he's got the bloodshot eyes and he's all <laughs> winged and, and sinewy and it looks so good. I was like, oh my god, that makeup's so good. He looks so scary. And then he's like, huh, there's a camera? Like, that's just so good. It's so good. <laughs> right. I love it. Uh, yeah. Well, you used to like watching Flight of the Concords, remember? Yes, so I watched it's a lot. kind of like that same group yeah. of people. <laughs> Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. What was the other one? Taika Waititi? What? Taika Waititi? <laughs> That's the guy's name. That's the best name ever. You can't be mad at a guy with a name like that. He made Fat Thor a thing. He did? Yeah, I think he helped make Fat Thor happen. How did he make it happen? Because he directed uh, the third Thor, Ragnarok. Oh, okay. He's he's the rock man, Korg. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. So I have some potential Hall- Halloween costume ideas. It is... The bride from Ready or Not, uh-huh. or the lady vampire from What We Do in Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. She's Doesn't all like obsessed with that other guy. She's like, "That's my past lover." <laughs> yeah, he's just like a random, like average guy. Named Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. What kind of name is that? Yeah, what a Gregor. Oh, it's Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> what episode did you get to on What We Do in the Shadows? Just episode three. We're not too far in. I'm excited. Yes. They, it's a good time to watch it. It's starting to get have, spooky. They have good... Well, they have good, like, jokes about, like, vampire lore and whatnot. Yeah. So you watched the movie, right? Yes. Loved okay. it. Loved it. <laughs> we'll watch again. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Let's make it, like, like there's Christmas movies. That needs to be a Halloween movie See, that's watch. what I was thinking about when I was telling you, like, oh, I wonder if Joe felt like this way because we have our traditional Christmas movies that we watch with our parents. Yeah, but none of them involve... Murder. Yeah. <laughs> Our hiding. <laughs> We're seeking. Yes. We just watched The Wrath. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, maybe Joe would, like, feel triggered because we have more traditions. <laughs> yeah. I think another bad Hernandez tradition is that when we're watching movies and we know the words to the movie, like, what the character is going to say next, we say it, like, a split second before because we want to know that we got it right. And so <laughs> I was I was doing that. I was watching, I can't remember what movie I was watching, but I was saying the lines and just was like, why do you? Why don't you just say it when they say it? And I'm like, because I don't know. I say it before they say it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why we do I that. I didn't realize we did that. Either. We all do that. We all do that? We all do that. We were watching The Ref and we were all saying lines <laughs> like two seconds before they say it. And then we'd have like little smug faces because they would say it and we're like, we got it right. And I was like, oh my God, why are we doing that? How are we going to get the words wrong when we watch it every year? I don't know, but we were... Every year since what? When did we first buy that DVD? 90. No, we bought the DVD. Like in early 2000s. 2006 or something like that. I think it was earlier than that. Do they have DVDs before 2006? Yes. Okay, then. Well, no, because I think... Yeah, I remember... It was back when El Paso had a Del Taco. Had to be 2004. Maybe. Because that's the last time I remember having Del Taco. Del Taco was the best. I could have ate it every day and then it went out of business and I was like, sad. Yeah. Looking back, I think that's a good thing. We shouldn't have eaten that much Del Taco. It wasn't like that much Del Taco. It's not real cheese. I have a thing about fake cheese. Oh my God. Sorry. (laughs) Cheese purist. (laughs) All right. What's uh? So I wanted to ask you because you were posting on Instagram about Satanic Panic. Ooh. I don't know a lot about Satanic Panic, but I wanted to know if you've got any fun Satanic Panic Panic uh, facts for me. 
You don't know the Satanic Panic? I know about it, but I don't know stories. Okay, so the Satanic Panic happened pretty much back in the early 80s to around, like, maybe when Marilyn Manson was kind of cool. That's kind of where it, like, kind of slowed down because Marilyn Manson stopped being cool. (laughs) (laughs) What's the what's the timeline of Marilyn Manson being cool? I don't know. Marilyn Manson was cool, like maybe ninety five to like ninety nine. Yeah, that's when like he was like scary to parents. And we didn't know if he had his ribs or not. <laughs> oh my god, that one rumor. Yeah, and we all thought he was the kid from the Wonder Years. Wonder Years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So the Satanic Panic. It's like uh, it's like the Salem witch trials of our generation. Oh okay. Yeah. So like. Um, a lot of like evangelical Christians were like freaked out because the exorcist came out and it was so scary and it had to deal with the devil and so people were like saying like oh my gosh like I think the devil's actually like captured in the film and oh my god yeah I think I forget the name of the like preacher he's like a TV preacher and he said that and of course that's the best way to sell a movie yeah. <laughs> so, to all the kids who are like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was it was kind of like a right around the time of Stranger Danger in the 80s. So it was kind of like, oh, and heavy metal was, you know, becoming a thing. So so all of that coalesced into just freaking the heck out of parents. Yes. Oh, that's the panic. Well, the panic. And then also there were like accusations that... Satanists were in daycares and sacrificing children and abusing them. And so what happened was there was this McMartin school and that was like the big case is that a lot of like authorities, like detectives and stuff were pretty much coaching small kids to say, oh yeah, like we saw this person sacrifice a baby in front of us. Oh my god. But, like, it was so, like, dumb because they were saying, like, yeah, like, they sacrificed them by throwing them into a pool of sharks. Oh. Yeah, so it was just, like, it literally is, like, the Salem Witch Trials of our generation. So that's why, like, I'm so, like, fascinated by it. Yeah, that sounds so scary. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds scary, but it sounds scary for those kids. Like, they had to kind of think about that in their little baby minds. Yeah. And that's so ugly. And a lot of times, like, the kids were just like, oh, we want to go home to our parents. And then, like, the detectives would be like, okay, you'll go home to your parents if you answer these questions for us. Why are kids allowed to be interviewed by cops anyway without their parents? Yeah, this was a dumb... 80s. (laughs) The 80s. Then ish 90s. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And then don't even get me started on, like, the whole West Memphis Street, because that was part of that whole Satanic Panic, too. See, I I listened to um, the whole thing about West Memphis Three, and realizing just, like, how much adults project these fears onto children and the society. It's crazy. Like, the kids are more logical than adults, and... Just the way that they were, like, making fun of it and kind of playing along with it as, like, being satirical and how it bit them in the ass. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, because, like, You're a pissy teenager. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to say that. No, I mean, I did that stuff, too, when I was, like, a teenager, you know? Yeah. And then Columbine happened, and I was like, okay, I can't do that no more. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it changed a lot. (laughs) So, 
And then, but yeah, like, I remember being a pissy teenager and just saying stupid, dark stuff just to get a laugh out of people. I mean, I still do it now, and then I'm like, oh, wait, this isn't the 90s. Yeah. We're not in pre-9-11 times. You might get canceled with that. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just really crazy to think about the amount of hysteria that can get drummed up. Um that kind of reminds me, because I think I mentioned this too, I w- I w- I'm watching Mindhunter, and so they have a little bit of that uh, in the earlier parts of the episodes. Um, a, a child is murdered, and they're, like, their first thought when they see the crime scene, they don't show it, thank God, but the first thought they have is a satanic ritual. So it really taps in, I think, that time in the 80s where like everything was satanic ritual, Um when really it was like not so yeah it was like satanic ritual or bust yeah everything satanic ritual yeah but i you brought up the exorcist and i've never seen it all the way through no i remember one time mom and dad got mad at me well mostly mom got mad at me because i told her i watched it at home by myself well that's on why would you watch it alone well it was on tv and oh okay it's on like tnt or something like that um yeah but the whole Sometimes that face, I know that they, they put in the face of the demon, mm-hmm. um, and they put it in some screenings, but not all screenings, so that oh, if you the... saw it twice and it didn't come out, you would never know if it was like, did I picture it, or was it real? Like, that was something the directors did to, like, freak out audiences, mm-hmm. and I just, I know it's just a dude in white makeup and really stupid teeth, yeah. but it gets me every time. Oh, yeah, because it's, uh, what is that, it's a fear that makes people fear clowns it's like when you see a face that's like distorted proportions it freaks you out because it's not what you're used to seeing yeah so that's why people have a fear of clowns because the makeup is like big eyes and big smiles yeah it's creepy creepy so that still gets me um every once in a while i think about that because you know anxiety so you just think of like let's think of the worst thing you can think of right before you go to sleep and you're like ah and it's that face i'm like no Thanks, Anxiety. I appreciate you. Oh, I'm going to watch uh, pu- Puppies and Kittens now. <laughs> See, I should watch Puppies and Kittens instead I watched, like... Have you seen The Nun yet? I've not seen The Nun yet. Oh, boy. I know. I That nun scares the crap out of me. Yes. I don't and then, know. And, like, the actual, like, actress that plays her is, like, really nice and pretty. And oh, okay. Like, I just yeah, want to see that. Classic, like, actress Hollywood look. Yeah, what I like to do when I watch scary movies is watch interviews with people who worked on those movies and, like, the actors. Yes. I'm like, oh, you're fine. You're good. Don't worry. That was on the Goldbergs episode. Oh, I gotta watch the Goldbergs, too. That was the one with Freddy Krueger where it's, like, he was, like, having these bad dreams about Freddy Krueger and then, like, I think it's, like, his girlfriend's dad. He's like, hey, look at this Fangoria magazine. And they show how they do the makeup for Freddy Krueger. So it kind of, like, takes away that fear. Yeah, that's the... I love it. I love watching all that kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. Because it's true. You need to, like, remember it's a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some Poughkeepsie tapes outtakes. (laughs) (laughs) There is. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Imagine, though. That'd be weird. It's like, whoa, let's get that guy. (laughs) Yuck, 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 yuck. I don't know why everybody laughs like a Three Stooges in an outtake. They should. That's how you know it's an outtake. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you're telling people that, like, hey, I'm doing a podcast with my creepy I brother. I am. I do tell people I'm doing... What do you say with your creepy brother? I kind of feel like the podcast should be called My Creepy Brother. It should. Maybe that's what we'll call it. 
Okay, we might change it. I like my creepy brother because <laughs> my creepy brother. It's <laughs> funny, <laughs> but it's so true though. Because yeah. like, yeah, like it's like your friends when they see me, they're like, "Oh, who's that guy dressed all in black?" That's my creepy brother. My creepy brother. He's so like, He's great. What should I talk to him about? Talking about scary movies. Yeah, he'll all he'll talk about that. Well, the the also thing I, the thing I think is funny about my creepy brother is that I'm we're very much similar we like dark things our minds are we tend to stay in the scary the macabre but like we outwardly show it very different like you're you have your scary shirts and you're like kind of your look and then i'm still like in a floral dress and like yay and it's just funny because it's like we're both creeping on the inside i'm just like what did you say like creepy with sprinkles on the portlandia on the goth yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Did are Fred Armisen. Yeah, can we have a black Subaru? Can we have a, <laughs> do you have a hearse? No. Do you have a? <laughs> yeah. So maybe we change it to my creepy brother. Gonna, I yeah, I like my creepy brother. So good thing we haven't created an Instagram or Facebook for this podcast yet. Yeah, but. I think that's the whole fun of it. We're gonna figure it out as we go. Yeah. And so we got to do an intro. Again, <laughs> call it my creepy brother. I will figure it out. I'm excited about it. Okay, so it's called okay. My... Well, f- don't worry about it. All all of us yeah, listening. I think all my two people. Creepy brother is not as sounds better than like my average sister that likes hard. Yeah, your basic sister. Oh, <laughs> you're not a basic. It's okay. I found out today what a visco girl was. A what? A visco girl. What the hell is that? A visco girl is a girl that is like pretty basic. It's like what younger kids younger than millennials um they're like there's a visco app that you can filter your photos and so visco girls like have that filter and they have like stickers on their water jugs which real talk i have stickers on my water jug but it's more to like show places i've been not like good vibes only stickers like um apparently puka shell necklaces are back to visco girls um they have like crop tops, big shirts, little shorts, and Birkenstocks. Like that's and scrunchies. Oh, okay. I think I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So that's what a Visco girl is. I'm like, I'm not a Visco girl. I think I'm too old. Visco woman? <laughs> no, I'm not any of that. You're just you. I am but just we're me. like the OGs of like pop culture now because everything's coming back to when we were kids. Exactly. Puka yeah. shells, Final Destination. Yes. Poughkeepsie tape. No, not Poughkeepsie tapes, but just kidding. I'm just trying Hi. to be silly. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. So we're going to call this My Creepy Brother from now on. Which is exciting because it's so true. My Creepy Brother. Yeah. You got to say it in the mic. Oh, My Creepy Brother. No, we got to say it creepier. My Creepy Brother. Yeah. I don't want to say it creepy. I'm the Creepy Brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye.